0: Hello fellow human beings, I have a little DJing for you, I'm going to start out with the instrumental for Poison Was the Cure from Rest in Peace and play some Max Egan over it. Guard the freedom of ideas at all costs. Be alert that dictators have always played on the natural human tendency to blame others and to oversimplify. And don't regard yourself as a guardian of freedom unless you respect and preserve the rights of people you disagree with to free, public, unhampered expression. And that was said by Gerard K. Welcome to Surviving the Matrix. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Maxwell Egan. It's a pleasure to be with you once again, and I will be your host for the next hour. The freedom of ideas, the freedom of expression, the freedom of real human creativity to be all that we could be, that's what this reality has potential to be. And yet the world that we have created just isn't like that. Have been like that, it used to be like that. But now we find a world that has been greatly homogenized, and we find a world that is greatly controlled. We had the potential of a world containing a myriad of species, all of which walk their own unique path within the ecosystem, and this is the way the natural world and the world of animals still is. So, what happened to humans. What happened to humanity? What happened to mankind to bring us to where we are now? And I know there's probably people out there that are thinking, well, what are you talking about? Everything's fantastic. We have all this technology. We have all this stuff that we never had before. And the world is going ahead in leaps and bounds. But really, such is not the case. Because while we may be going ahead with leaps and bounds, the amount of environmental degradation that we're seeing is absolutely shocking. And the loss of freedoms and the loss of spirit and the loss of individuality and individual creativity that we are seeing through this homogenization of human consciousness is not something that is beneficial or even complementary to it's not complementary to a positive future it's not complementary to human beings becoming all that they could be because this can only be achieved through diversity of expression and diversity of creative input i mean let's face it folks when we started we were fantastic we had everything going for us we had diversity of species we had diversity of thought inspiration, we had freedom, we had a beautiful planet, a lush green, albeit harsh in many ways, but still a a paradisical planet to live on. And then we started to destroy everything and destroy each other, destroy our environment. We started to kill the life that lives on the planet with us and to kill the planet itself in many ways. And all the while that we were doing this, we were calling it progress. It's like our egos took over. We got presented with concepts that claimed that we were a divine creation, the most magnificent thing in the entire universe. And our egos kicked in and we decided that the universe was here solely for our benefit and solely for our use and that everything is for our use. The animals are for us to use the plants are for us to use the planet is for us to use we put ourselves at the top of the food chain not just on this planet but universally at the top of the food chain we spend our time now mainly indulging in tribal warfare the destruction of each other the control of each other and the control and destruction of our habitat Mm-hmm. That seems to be most of what we put our minds to. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, I mean, as a species and as a society, this is what we do. We may not do this on an individual level. We're usually too concerned with our own little habitat that we believe we own. But generally speaking, as societies, this is what we do. Our main focus is on war and control of each other, of course. That just seems to be where we've gone as a species. And one really has to wonder why this happened, how this happened. One has to be aware of it because it's only by stepping back, really looking at the actions of mankind, being aware of what we're doing and where we're going, that we will ever find solutions to the many problems that we face, every single one of which we have created ourselves. Have you noticed that, folks, that everything that is wrong with the planet, every single environmental, everything that is wrong with this planet is a result of the actions of mankind. All that's been carried out through the massive ego we seem to have developed through our belief that we are the top of the universal food chain and everything that exists, exists solely for our benefit. And even when we become aware of problems, problems in our society, problems in our government, problems in our social structure, it seems to be very rare for us to actually implement any positive change to these problems. Very often the problems have been created by politicians, and so we look to the politicians to fix the problems they created. But really, folks, what we have to do is we have to fix them ourselves. And we very often fail to see the opportunities that awareness of these problems provides for us. Take the Edward Snowden situation, for example. There's so many people now online arguing whether Edward Snowden's a good guy or a bad guy, whether it's controlled release, whether it isn't, whether it's alphabet agencies investigating each other. There's other people saying, oh, this is on the anniversary of the WikiLeaks affair and all this sort of stuff. So they're reading all this stuff into it and arguing and debating amongst themselves and essentially working to perpetuate the fight. Rather than sitting back and seeing what the whole situation has provided us with, which, as I said on last week's show, is opportunity in the form of evidence that everything the alternative research community has been saying is, is real. Evidence that can now be presented to the general public. I mean, we already knew this. We knew this back then. 70s that they were doing, since we knew about what the alphabet agencies were doing, how much they were spying on people. We've known about Echelon, where all the information is processed, the big bases in Australia and Pine Gap in New Zealand. We know all about this. So the people that are sitting there in the alternative research community arguing over whether it was this and whether it was that, and the fact that we didn't learn anything new and all of this sort of stuff are missing what's actually going on here because what this has done is it has provided evidence to the mainstream. It has provided evidence to the community at large that everything the alternative research community has been saying is real. That's what it's provided for us, folks, and all of the rest is just noise. All the people arguing about whether it was this or whether it was that or what its purpose was, it's all just noise. You've got to look at the opportunity it's now provided. And remember, Richard Nixon was Forced to resign because he did this to one hotel and to actually really one person. And here we have the NSA and the Obama regime has been doing it to to the entire planet. And of course, the politicians are going to argue whether this was legal or not. But really, folks, we know that legal is just what they make up. They just write rules down on pieces of paper. They say, yes, it's legal because we said we could do this because we wrote it down on this piece of paper look it's got a fancy letterhead now you guys have to let us do this because we wrote it down here that's all legal is it doesn't mean anything these guys just made it up and they've tricked us into going along with it and it's that type of attitude towards what is legal and what is lawful and it's that type of loss of power of the individual that has led to everything that i mentioned in the start of the show It's led to the global situation we are now in because we have allowed these public trustees to say what is right and what is wrong rather than actually just doing what is right. Essentially, we have allowed sociopaths and psychopaths to create the parameters by which they wish to operate. And we are forced to now go along with those parameters under pain of brutality from thugs in police uniform. That's the type of society that we're living in. And really, if you look at this and question what has caused all of this, well, what has caused it is the economic version of reality that's been superimposed over human consciousness. And, of course, let us not forget the manufactured scarcity that goes along with it. This manufactured scarcity causes humans to exploit each other at every opportunity in order for economic gain. And this is something that I've spoken to you about so many times in the past. The real evil of money, what money is. Because money superimposes an economic reality over what mankind should actually be. If you look at the destruction and degradation of our environment, it's all been done to support an economic model. It's all been done to support a fictional economy. It's all been done so that certain people can gain perceived wealth when there is no real wealth in money. Money is not wealth. Health is wealth, really. Health and companionship and love of your environment and this respect and love of people around you and the support of people around you living your life in Lakesh with the world at large, that is wealth. But we've been led away from that. and We've been trained to believe that wealth is economic gain when economic gain is just fiction. It's just something that we made up. And it's also used very much to divide society. The social parameters that we set ourselves, the economic parameters that we set ourselves All of these things are used to create division, and division is deeply ingrained into so many people. Even within the alternative research community, division is so ingrained into people's minds. It's always my way or the highway. There are many researchers like this who believe that if someone does not agree with them 100%, then they are part of the new world order. Many people are very narcissistic about their opinion, very narcissistic about their view of the world. And the alternative research community is certainly no exception in this regard, which is very unfortunate because it does make rounding people up into a workable group that can actually bring about some change, it does make it very difficult. Because ultimately the change has to come from within. It has to be the individual making the change for themselves. But they have to be prepared to respect the opinion of others as well. Not launching hate campaigns against them. Not go out of their way to attack churches who may disagree with them. But simply work towards a better future for all. And allow people to have different ideas. I mean, I know so many people who have different ideas and different perspectives to me. And that's the way it should be, folks, because without that, we don't have the diversity we need to create a viable future. Diversity is a very important part of it, folks, and I think it's important that people realise it. I think it's important that people within the alternative research community and within the community at large realise that it isn't one person's way that's going to lead us out of the problems that we face. There isn't one person, I believe, that has the whole answer. I think everybody has a piece of the puzzle. And if we can learn to respect each other and appreciate the diversity of each other's opinions and realize that this is what we need, we need input from all in order to create a viable future, then we will at last find our way through this. And folks, I think that's what this time in history is. It's an opportunity for us to do that. And you might have noticed that all of the problems that we face When I talk about these problems on the show I always refer to them as opportunities Because I see opportunity in all problems Because whenever you come across something that is wrong Then that provides you with the opportunity to fix it You didn't have the opportunity before you became aware of the problem You have to become aware of the problem In order to have the opportunity to fix the problem course if you don't know it's there you're not going to fix it are you and that's why i see all problems as opportunities and how do we fix it folks how do we get ourselves back on track i mean i don't know how to run a government i wouldn't want to be a prime minister or a president or a congressman or any of those things i wouldn't have a clue how to do anything like that that's what those people do that's what their forte is My issue with the whole thing is that within that established hierarchy, within that system, that political system, that governmental system, what we don't have is transparency and accountability. That's the problem. And I believe that we don't have that transparency and accountability because people in the general population have forgotten who and what they are. They've forgotten their place in the social system, which is actually above government and they just let these politicians run amok. That's why I always say the change has to come from within, because when you discover your own power, and you stand up and question authority, question who these people are, and question the state that the world is in. Then we will begin to see some positive change when individuals start doing this for themselves. And the thing is, folks, that when individuals do begin to do this, when they do it properly and they really feel their power and they really begin to understand themselves... Then they begin to respect those around them. Then they see the pointlessness of attacking other people, the division that it creates. They begin to see that other people's perspectives are valid. They may be different to yours, but they're valid. And of course they're different to yours because that is what makes everybody who they are, is their perspective. And it's that diversity that we need. But when you really find yourself, you can Respect yourself and you can respect others I mean sure you can point out the obvious to people if they need you to point it out But always do it in a respectful way Because once we do that we have that power within ourselves true power then we will have the power of community And the power of community can achieve anything folks And once you have a respectful community then it's easy for someone to stand up it only takes one person to stand up if he lives In a respectful community because it's much easier for one person to stand up if he has the respect of his community because he knows his community will back him in what he says and this simple respect of one another is what empowers people to stand up and to question authority once enough people do this the governments will be forced to comply because the governments need to be accountable I'm not saying that we don't need government because at the current state of human consciousness, we most certainly do need some form of government because people simply can't look after themselves. People just aren't capable of being fully self-responsible. They're not capable of it because they're not living in a position where they can very often. I mean, if you're living in a city, for example, it's very, very difficult to be self-responsible and to manage your own affairs. I mean, you can't grow your own food. There's a lot of things you can't do if you're in a city. That's why they pack people into these places. So we need government, we need something to manage our infrastructure. We just need to have it accountable. And the only way we're going to ever get accountability from government is when people wake up to who and what they are. Because those who sit in government, as I've said so often, are public trustees. That's how we have to approach it, folks. Messy. You know, there's a lot of people out there with a lot of ideas on what sort of future we should have. There is, of course, the transhumanist agenda and the futurists who believe that is the way we should go. And indeed, that is what is being inflicted upon the world, whether the world wants to go that way or not. And that really is a lot of the problem with transhumanism, folks, is that you need to be given a choice as to whether you wish to go that way. And it would appear that humanity is going that way. The problem is that we're not being given a choice. There's many people that would like to go back to a Vedic type of culture, the type of society that was depicted in the Ringing Cedars books, which is a fantastic way to live. It would be a fantastic way to live. And in many ways, yes, that is exactly what we should do. And we could do it by even blending technology with such a society, so we wouldn't lose the technology that we've got now. We could actually use it to improve things here on Earth rather than impose a control system. But even were we to go back to something like a Vedic way of living, we can't just stop this system and jump into that reality because there's too many people who would suffer if we did so. So it becomes obvious that the most effective method to get humanity back on track is to rein this system in and put it back in the right direction so it will lead us back to where we should be. And the only way we're going to accomplish this is if the individuals within our society realize who and what they are and realize the power they have to affect positive change by simply standing in their power and questioning the actions of the public trustees that are in charge of their various countries. And we've seen a need for this around the world with the huge protests that are happening all around the globe at the moment, in Brazil, in Egypt, in Turkey, very very tense situation of course in Egypt now because people know they want change and so they have these massive protests but they don't really have any plan of what they're going to do after they've had their protests and after they've ousted their government we've just seen Morsi ousted in Egypt and now the military are in charge of Egypt and that's never a good thing so we've got to just wonder where it's going to go now I mean, Morsi was obviously a flake. He was obviously a Western puppet. The Arab Spring that they had in Egypt a couple of years ago when they overthrew President Mubarak really didn't achieve much at all. All it really did was put a Western puppet in charge of Egypt who spoke very strong but actually did not do the right thing. Many people, of course, hoped that Morsi would open up the borders into Gaza and allow more inflowing of aid into the Gaza Strip during his presidency but we didn't see that at all and bear in mind that the people in Palestine are the Arab brothers of the people in Egypt and Morsi should very much have addressed this problem and the people of the world were hoping he would do so but in fact he did just the opposite for example if you look at the tunnel system into Gaza There are quite literally hundreds of tunnels, several hundred tunnels that used to go into Gaza from Egypt. I think these are mostly closed now. I think there's only probably 80 to 100 tunnels left open from what I've been hearing from people. And the tunnels to Egypt from Gaza are the people of Gaza's lifeline. These tunnels provide vital supplies for the Palestinian people that they can't normally get in due to the illegal... Israeli blockade and the genocidal actions of Israel against the Gaza Strip and It's imperative that these tunnels stay open and Morsi has Successfully closed very very many of the tunnels and if those tunnels do close completely Then the people of Gaza will Very very rapidly decline and this is of course what Israel wants because Israel is quite literally carrying out genocide in the Gaza Strip It's a slow kill It's just starving them of everything they need to be alive and allowing the place to deteriorate until it becomes unlivable. Then the people will have to leave or die. And once that happens, Israel will simply commandeer the land and replenish it and redevelop it and turn it into Israel, the way it's done with most of the rest of Palestine. And again, folks, it's just the perpetuation of more division, but I've probably gone way off topic with all of that but anyway i felt that need commenting on but yeah folks division seems to be the order of the day in the world today division and control and a locking down of society and it's happening on all fronts it really is and as i said people are waking up to this people are Realizing that the whole system is corrupt and we need something better and that's why we are seeing such massive protests around the planet. But like I said, when people go into these protests, they don't really have a game plan. People want to bring the system down because they don't want the system to remain the way it is. But they don't really know what they want to replace it with. And really what they need to replace it with is transparency and accountability. If we're going to have any law at all, we should return to common law, throw all the statute law away, introduce transparent governmental systems and demand accountability from our politicians. If we do that, then that is the first step to putting us back on track. And eventually we'll hopefully reach something that will be like a Vedic culture, something where people can be free to be all that they can be and be free to nurture the human creative spirit because if we are allowed to create the way we should and the way we want to, the way we inherently feel we need to inside, everybody wants to create something. Everybody wants to do something of value. If we're allowed to do this, I think the potential of the human race would surpass anybody's wildest dreams. I think we're capable of so much, folks, if we can simply remember what our power is and use that power to bring this system under control. But it's only going to happen from mutual respect That's why I find it so annoying to see people attacking other people all the time People watching hate campaigns against other people People attacking other researchers rather than focusing on the cause of the problem Which is the system itself which exists simply due to the division of our society And all of this division ultimately comes from a lack of respect a lack of respect for each other and a lack of respect for ourselves and that is one of the most difficult things for people to face because most people are locked into the ego of believing they are a divine creature that exists at the top of the universal food chain rather than realizing that all of creation is divine every creature comes from divine every creature holds a spark of the divine every person every animal every insect every tree every rock every drop of water every blade of grass everything holds a spark of the divine otherwise it would not be here and once mankind learns that and we live our lives in lakesh with all of creation then Things will just change, folks. We can quite literally change the world in three seconds if we were to just operate in this manner and feel this connection that we have to all of creation because it's there. And it comes from respect, folks. And in order to get that respect for yourself, all you really need to do is know who and what you are. This is why I have so often talked about how it all works and how reality works and talked about the measurement problem and the nature of atoms and the nature of reality in the electric universe. Because once you understand these things, folks, and really begin to comprehend it and let it sink in, then any animosity you have towards other people is replaced by pure amazement for reality itself. Well, it works for me anyway. It's always been something that I've used and it's always provided me with a wonderful calmness and a feeling that I can achieve anything that I want to achieve by simply applying myself. I believe the rest of the human race can do this too, but I think it's break time here, folks, so I'm going to have to leave it there for now and we'll go and have a break. It's a pleasure having your company on the air with me today, and I'll speak to you again in a few minutes. Thanks for listening. And welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, folks, when you really look at things, you can see that there are a great many methods of control that are used against us. And many of these methods are very subtle, folks. There's the distraction, the social and economic distractions that we're always subject to, the social and economic division that we're subject to. But ultimately, it always does come back to division. Division is in fact the main method of control that has been used against us. Because even though a lot of the problems we face have their basis in the economic model that we are all forced to adhere to, through the implementation of the economic model they're able to deprive certain people of certain things and give other people certain things depending on how much they exploit others. And so we're all judged on our possessions and so it automatically creates division right there within the social structure. And it isn't just social division, racial division, and economic division that's used against us. There are other forms as well. And it's very subtle. It happens in many, many ways. One of the most effective ways, though, is the division of the sexes. And really what's been done to sex in our society, our whole perception of sex, I mean, sex is a very natural thing. It's as natural as breathing, eating, and sleeping. There is nothing wrong with procreation and there's nothing dirty about procreation but we're given a very strange view of what sex is and how it fits into our society this is very much used to divide us as well to divide us from not only the opposite gender but also to divide us from our selves and divide us from our deepest feelings we're always taught that sex is something dirty and yet it's splashed around everywhere right in front of us and used to sell everything this creates a schism in the human psyche. That's one method that they used to control us because it puts you in a strange mental state right from the very beginning. Simply because it is such a basic verge and a basic bodily function. something that is absolutely natural and yet it's portrayed as something incredibly unnatural and something very taboo that we must never talk about even though, as I said, it's always put right in your face and used to sell or market virtually everything on the planet. Of course, the people that are most susceptible to this type of programming are children, just as they're coming into adolescence and they're finding out about their own sexuality. And so this sexual division, this basic attraction that you're not allowed to acknowledge, gets indoctrinated into them through their years in school and then they grow up with these sexual values and they apply them to their adult lives. This is of course why the pop industry is used so much to promote this in-your-face sexuality to the children at a very early age. I like to activate this in the kids as much as possible because once you can put it there and then say don't touch, it creates that schism very early in human consciousness. So it really is interesting when you begin to look at all of these things, folks, and you really see how the human psyche is being bombarded from virtually all directions. Everything that we are given is designed to manipulate our senses, and usually what it presents us with is something that is the opposite of what we should be doing, the opposite of what we are, the opposite of what reality is. Like the way I said, the way they portray sex as something dirty and taboo, and yet it's something completely natural. So it has the reverse meaning of what it really is. As I've often pointed out, the difference between what is legal and what is lawful, when legal looks like law, but really it just takes your rights away, whereas law gives you your rights. So again, it's something that's presented to you, but it has a reverse meaning. And they've done this with virtually every aspect of our consciousness and our society, all the things that they bombard you with, even the false reality that you see on TV. Most people only believe that which they see on TV now. And yet TV offers them a false reality that they think is real. All the wars that are fought for the wrong reasons. We're always told that these wars are being fought to free people, but really they're not. They're being fought to oppress people. We're told that the World Health Organization is there to look after our health, but really it's there to take it away. All of the things that they give us and everything they bombard us with is designed to create this schism, Within human consciousness so we never really know what's going on so we can never really find a way out of the maze that we're kept in and it truly is a maze folks it really is i mean i've looked at so many different aspects of it and i've presented many aspects of it to you here on the show sometimes not always things that people have agreed with or wanted to look at but still i think it's important to examine sides of things because unless you're prepared to look at everything you're never really going to find a way out of this maze you're never going to find where the chink in the armor of the system is and I think it's important to examine all issues and it's important to keep an open mind when you look at things don't take anything on as gospel don't take anything on as the absolute truth and don't take anything on as the silver bullet or well, nothing external to yourself anyway because ultimately There is only one silver bullet, and that silver bullet is each individual out there. The silver bullet is you coming into your own power. So it's good to look at what other people offer. It's good to look at suggestions that people give us for what the ultimate problem may be and what the ultimate solution may be. But it's always good to understand that these are opinions and perspectives that have been given to you by other people and ultimately the real power lies within yourself. That's something that I have very much tried to help people understand on this show. I've encouraged people to look at all the information that they can find. Ultimately to understand that it is just people's perspective and that the real power that they're looking for lies within themselves. It's funny, you know, folks, because I look at this system and to me, I see it as such a simple thing to fix. People look at it and they say, oh, it's so complicated, we'll never get through it. But really, I think it's just so simple. And I've often said, that all it would really take would be respect. If we had respect for each other, we could change the world in three seconds. This has been a mantra of mine for almost six years. And it's true. Because if you think about it, when you really do understand what your body is and you do really understand where you come from, what energy is, how the universe works, and you see the pure wonder of it and you stand back in amazement, as I said, when I look at reality i'm amazed that i can even perceive things around me i'm amazed at the whole experience it's absolutely incredible and everything that happens in my life all the good things that happen in my life come to me because i do good things for other people and i'm convinced of this folks i'm absolutely convinced of it that anything good that comes to me is because of good that i've done i'm absolutely convinced of it and i've seen it in action I've done things for people with absolutely no thought of getting anything in return for doing that act, and almost instantly I've had something happen, which has given me back that which I gave. And this has happened to me so many times that it's way beyond coincidence, and it doesn't even make me think anymore, I just allow it to happen. I don't expect it to happen, but I allow it to happen when it does. Giving is so important folks, it's so empowering. It really is. It's something that I've realized is that every time you hold back, every time you fail to give, what you are doing is taking from yourself. And I know that's probably difficult to understand, but when you hold back and don't give, and I'm not saying when you take, but when you hold back from giving, you are actually taking from yourself. Because when you give unconditionally to people, the universe looks after you in ways that you would never expect. But you don't get that. The universe will pay you no attention unless you're paying attention to his. And that's the way I live my life. I treat people as myself. I don't pretend that I'm somebody else and I'm around other people. I'm just me. And that's what I am. And I treat every person as I would be treated I treat every person as if they are me I give them the respect that I feel for myself that's the thing it isn't that I give them respect because I believe they deserve respect or they've earned respect or anything like that I respect them as I respect myself because I do respect myself I can understand that I've had problems I've not always been a great person I've had my ups and downs I've had moments in my life when i was probably my own worst enemy but i've gotten through it and i've become the person that i am today and i respect that person and so i'm able to respect other people and imagine if everybody did this if everybody respected everybody else the way they respect themselves and put the ego away there's no ego in respecting yourself it's not about ego it's not about how great you are it's just about respecting your integrity respecting your perspective Respecting you for the individual frequency of consciousness that you are, the individual expression of creation that you are, and the unique perspective that you hold, and realizing that everybody has this. Everybody is exactly that. We may be vastly different from each other, but ultimately we are exactly the same. And we can be both. We can be completely different and absolutely the same at the same time that's the way creation works. When you really understand how all this works, folks, respect for others comes by default. And if people did that, then the whole system would just fall down. We wouldn't have to worry about the chemtrail pilots. We wouldn't have to worry about the soldiers. You wouldn't have to worry about the police because suddenly everybody would respect each other. And the world would simply change by default. We wouldn't need any of these organizations. To me, That's what amazes me about this whole situation we're in, because that simple act of respect, that simple changing of one's perspective, could change the world in three seconds if people were willing to do it. The problem is that people are not willing to do it because people have been trained and indoctrinated into a certain view of what life is. And that's where the real problem lies. And that's why I believe it's up to the individual to... Show what you do. Put in a garden if you have an opportunity to put in a garden. Be all that you can be. Give to people around you. Give unconditionally to people. Respect people as you respect yourself and encourage others to do the same. Don't put a monetary value on everything you do. Don't always do things for profit. And if you're running a business where you need to make profit in order to survive well make the profit that you need to survive but don't make exorbitant profits don't rip people off for economic gain for yourself because by doing so it's just exacerbating the problems that we face and the world is enslaved to a fictional economic model a fictional social system a system that's designed to divide and conquer the human race And the main thing that perpetuates it is people's unawareness of the system. And people are so caught on the treadmill, they are so willing to claw their way to the top because that's what's been instilled into them. But I believe we can do better than that. I believe we can step above that. We can really step back and look at things for what they are. We can find a better way. I think we each have the power to do this. With every problem that we're facing, this is what we are being given. We're being given an opportunity to do this, we just have to realize that that's what it is. You know here in the world in 2013 with what's going on around the planet, the huge demonstrations that are happening everywhere, the world really does stand on the edge of a knife right now. Human consciousness could conceivably go in any one of a number of directions depending on the outcome of things that are happening right now. And all this depends on your participation. All of this depends on what you out there listening to this show do with the information that comes to you. All the people involved in the revolutions in Egypt, all the people involved in the revolutions in Brazil, in Italy, in Turkey, All of these people know that there is something very much wrong with the world and they are willing to make a stand to see that we change the direction that we're going in. But it would appear that most of them are lacking direction in themselves. And as I said, we stand on the edge of a knife right now. We could take the world in a wonderful direction or we could allow something very, very terrible to be created from our actions as well. And ultimately, any revolution that humanity stages has to be based on an evolution of consciousness. We really have to change our perspective on the way we look at things. We have to change our perspective of who and what we are and how we're going to approach the world, what sort of a political system do we want. We don't want to just pull down one puppet master and put in another puppet master. We need a complete restructuring of this system But again, we can't just tear it down and allow a vacuum in its place because that vacuum will be filled by something very quickly. We need to have some workable plan formulated before any revolution starts. We need to have a clear direction and a clear methodology that can be used to steer us back on track before we tear down the current system because... Were we to just tear it down the way we're seeing in Egypt, well, as I said earlier, now we've seen the military takeover of Egypt. We've seen a military coup. The army is now in control and the constitution has been suspended. And that can never be a good thing. Even if there is a military coup, I don't see any reason for the constitution to be suspended. And so people really need to pay attention to what they're doing. And I really believe that We don't need to tear the system down. All we need to do is step away from it, refuse to comply with it, understand that our public servants are just that. They're just servants, they're just public trustees. We can hold them in breach of trust and we can move forward with new trustees that will carry out the will of the people. And as I've said many times, if we can get these trustees to remove the toxins from our environment, to remove the fluoride from the water, and to stop spraying the skies and feeding us pharmaceuticals and genetically modified crops, then we're going to find that humankind will come back on track and will come back into reality very quickly. Because I think these are the main things that are holding us back. I think that once we have a toxin-free environment to live in, we're going to find that reality is very, very different to what we thought it was anyway. That's why it's no good trying to just restructure a new form of government and go on from where we are. We need to really, really focus on removing these toxins from our environment. That needs to be the first step of any move that we have, because that will work to awaken us. And I think that once we awaken to what is really going on here and actually awaken to what we're really capable of, then the world will be vastly different. It's very hard to structure a world from our current point of consciousness, folks, because we're so biologically locked So biologically electromagnetically and spiritually locked down that we don't really have a true concept of what reality is so how do you structure a system from this perspective of consciousness you have to allow mankind to come back online you have to allow the human spirit to redevelop because we've been kept in the dark for so long and any type of new structure that we create from this perspective of consciousness is not really going to be what we need anyway so i really do believe that the best option is to just rein this one in get rid of all the toxins from our environment and then just allow a natural progression from that point because i think it will be a natural progression so what i was saying to someone when i was talking about the zeitgeist movement one day when i was talking about wanting to build something like the venus project and my argument was that we are so physically and biologically locked down at the moment My belief was that if we could rein the government in to the point where it would allow us to build something like the Venus Project, by the time we had it halfway finished, we'd realise that we didn't need it. Because it's been conceived from within a very locked down perspective of reality. And I believe if we were able to come back online biologically and electromagnetically and spiritually come back online, we'd find that we didn't need anything like the Venus Project. I don't think we would even need half of the technology. I think we are capable of so much more than what we believe and I think that if our pineal was open and we were allowed to live in a toxin free world we would find this out very quickly and what we are actually capable of I believe would quite literally stun people. You've just got to look at some of the things that shamans do folks, some of the things the yogis do, some of the things the Shaolin monks do People who are in control of their physicality and they're in control of their electricity and they're in control of their chi, their chi energy. Some of the things that these people can do are quite literally amazing folks. And all people are capable of these things. It's just that we are given a very, very boxed view of reality. We're kept locked within belief systems that are not our own. We are also kept biologically disconnected via the toxins that are put into our body and not just the toxins of course folks there's also the electromagnetic pollution that we are forced to survive in as well we're swimming in this all the time because we are electrical beings everything we experience is electric and we are kept in a very very polluted electrical environment and i believe this also affects us quite significantly So the question is, folks, how do we get out of this situation? How do we find a way back to where we should be? Well, we are seeing global movements. We are seeing people pay attention to what's going on, and we're seeing a lot of people realize that we need change. And I believe that all we really need to do is for these people to understand the power of themselves and to start respecting the people around them as much as they respect themselves unfortunately there are always people who will simply jump on board any revolution any public gathering there are people who want to go along there and stir up trouble and just make it into an exciting experience there are many people who perhaps don't have the best intentions in what they do and this makes it even more important to act in respect for what you do i believe public rallies can really help i believe public information rallies can really help but I don't really see the point in simply marching for change unless you have some positive and concise direction that you're going to be going. I think the spreading of information is really the most important thing to do as long as it is the right information. But I think that if people are spreading information about human consciousness and about who or what we really are, I think this can be highly beneficial in bringing about positive change. I think it really helps if people understand how reality works. It's been a big thing for me anyway. It's something that I've always used to gain personal empowerment. It's something that really motivates me to do what I do even with these radio shows because I know who and what I am and I know that we could have a better world if people simply understood who and what they are. I think it's a big part of it, folks. And that's why I focus on it so much. And I think really, if you look at it, it is what is the basis of the whole free man movement? It's what is the whole basis of the alternative research movement folks. It's people who know who and what they are and who have had enough of people dictating their lives for them and people dictating what is right and what is wrong and people dictating what can and can't be done. And people controlling the lives of other people, I think people have had enough. And the ones that are speaking out are those who have finally realized that they are worth so much more than what this system allows them to be, and have realized that the system only really exists because of our ignorance of the system and our ignorance of our own power to bring about change within the system. Because the system, as I've said, folks, is just fiction. we made the whole thing up. And so we can fix it any time we choose to. But the first step in doing that is understanding who and what we are. And when we do understand who and what we are, the respect that I often talk about that we need to have for ourselves comes by default, and when you do truly respect yourself, then respect for others is also just a natural progression from that point forward. That's how we bring about change, folks. All you'll do is look in the mirror and see the power of that person standing there and know that everything that is being done on this planet is the result of the actions of mankind. And that is what you are. That is what we all are. And that is why it is up to us to bring about the change ourselves. Well, we're getting close to the end of this show here, folks. I really don't know how many more of these shows I'm going to do, to be honest. I've got so much on my plate at the moment, and I really do believe that I've said all that I could say on these radio shows. I've been doing this for about six years now, almost six years, and I've presented the same information for you in so many different ways now that sometimes I feel that by adding more to it, I'm simply diluting the information that I've already put out there. I've also been offered a show on David Icke's new television station that is opening. I'm wondering whether to do this and whether not to do it. I have thought about it. It is a very, very big task, though, producing a television show every week. It's almost a full-time job, and something that I would be doing for no pay. And so I'm not sure whether I will be going involved in a project like everything that I've done. Pretty difficult economic times at the moment. But thank you very much for those who have contributed but folks i'm getting older i'm getting worn a little thin so we'll just have to see how much longer i can continue doing this